0: everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Wednesday, December 14th. My daughter, Sierra, would have just turned 23 yesterday. What in the world? It flies. It flies by. Oh, my word. I now have a 23-year-old and a 25-year-old and a 19-year-old, and I'm not really sure how that happened. And (laughs) I didn't really plan on having all these children. No. And it started out that way. (laughs) And so- I guess now that I'm looking back on it, even more, I'm like, oh my goodness. More astounded. I know, more astounded. Dorinda, you're back. I'm back. Hey, welcome. For those of you who are not familiar with Dorinda, uh, I know, I know most of you are because you've listened to this podcast a lot. A lot of you have been uh, faithfully listening for a long time. Dorinda is uh, my friend, obviously, but she's also the author of a really great book on homeschooling uh, called The Unhurried Homeschooler. She blogs occasionally Occasionally. over at Simple Nourishing Home. (laughs) And uh, she is the coordinator for all of my women's events. And so, and we've got a lot of them coming up we do. in 2017. So we're excited about that. You can get my schedule by just going to HeidiStJohn.com and clicking on the schedule and all the places that I will be speaking. Because I'm going to be in San Diego, aren't you're I? Gonna,
1: yes, you're going to be in, in San Janu- Diego. In January? Yep. Like January f- 6th and 7th.
0: January 6th and 7th. So coming right up, my uh, my speaking season uh, kicks off in January. And it kicks into really high gear in March. And right. if you're wondering where I will be, uh, that is the place to find out. So, um, also any of the information that you uh, want about the events that we're doing can be found there. Fearless, the Women's uh, Redeemed Northwest, which is coming up in right February. February. Oh my goodness. We're excited about that. If you live anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, uh, come out that weekend and we're going to have, it's going to be a wonderful weekend of just teaching and music and food and uh, just crying out to the Lord. Uh, We've seen God do amazing things uh, at these
1: women's events. Every conference is unique. Um, God just, um, He shows up in such a powerful way, but it's so unique to each group of women. Yeah. So it's exciting for me because as I pray, we pray for months over these, yeah. um, we put a lot of prayer and planning into these, and and God shows up in a big way. Yeah. He answers our prayers, and yep. women walk away changed and encouraged, and it's not just a high for the weekend. It's That's a, right. It's a game changer. Yep, it's a game changer, and they're need. not
0: fluffy. I'm no. not really into uh, fluffy, emotional no. women's things. It's no. just not my cup of tea. Uh, but I do love the Word of God, and right. I love to teach the Word, and it's rich.
1: It's I mean, rich. it is rich. But it's fun too. Yeah, That's the great part is there's so much laughter yeah. and singing and praying together. And it's just, you just walk away just filled up.
0: Yeah. So bring your women's Bible study, bring friends from church, bring your friends from uh, the homeschool co-op and invite a neighbor uh, it's it's life-changing and I think that you'll be glad that you came. So you can go and uh you can find that schedule also. It's not too late to get uh busy mom necklaces. That's right. Uh, for Christmas this year, they are wonderful. There are I think six designs. So two of them are what we are calling uh the heirloom collection for jewelry. Those are solid sterling silver. The arrow from what we're going to be talking about today from Psalm 127 That's that right. reminds us that our children are a gift from the Lord. Um And that really they are a part of a spiritual battle. They are part of a greater battle that the Bible Mm -hmm. says that we are all engaged in. And then the other pendant is fearless. Uh, With 2 Timothy 1, 7 on it, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, just really as a reminder uh, to who we are. The new ones are from the redeemed theme from Isaiah 43, 1, uh, which kind of incorporated fearless into it. So uh, Isaiah 43-1 says, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. And I think, boy, now more than ever, women need to be reminded, uh, Christian women especially, that that, that once you accept uh, the gift of God's son, which is what we're celebrating That's all right. season long right now, mm-hmm. that he calls you redeemed. He calls you by name. And that is an incredible uh, blessing. It's a privilege. And you don't need to let the world uh, bully you into thinking That's that right. you're anything less than a, a daughter right. of the it's King of Kings. God's gift to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. So I hope that you'll go and check those out. I'll link back to them in the show notes today. We'll, uh, I'm going to be linking back to a couple of podcasts as well. Uh, and the one that I'm going to be referring back to, uh, especially, is a, a a blog post that I wrote quite a while ago about not ever
1: thinking that I would have a big family. You kind of always wanted a big family, didn't you? I did. My, my husband, he, in his mind, we were going to have two. How'd that work for him well I tell people he wanted two I wanted ten and we compromised at eight <laughs> that's kind of how it went down
0: for Jay too I was, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm looking across the table at Jay and you you didn't want a big family necessarily no How'd that work for you we got when I was seven out of the deal I was tell people Jay wanted two and I wanted hey, you four won the
1: lottery man
0: I know It's great it is great. It is great. It's hard, but there's nothing that's that's worth doing in this life uh, that's ever easy. And that's the other day, right. I was in the grocery store, and I, I this is sort of what prompted my uh, blog post. I was in, and I saw a woman uh, come in with five children, like they were like literally hanging on this woman. I mean, there was she had a baby in her backpack, and she had a baby in the cart, and she had uh, one of her you know looked like maybe an eight year old pushing a kidney stroller, and I my and I just kind of gasped for a second, and I and I thought. Okay, that's why people were staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> because when you're the one who's doing it, that's your normal. That's right. Routine. It's normal for you, and honestly, it's normal for the kids. Right? Like they're not. They don't think there's anything weird going on. But for people who aren't used to that or aren't around it, mm-hmm. uh, I think it can be. You know, that's why people used to. Stare. So, I, you know, I smiled at her, and she didn't have any idea. You know that I was smiling at her because I, I actually literally understood you know, what it was like to cart all those kids around. But I think uh, the culture has done a really good job at devaluing uh, children Mm. and devaluing, actually devaluing human life. Uh, We see this obviously uh, in the abortion industry. And uh, we see that in the United States where it's, you know, people look at big families like, what a dumb thing to do. You know, don't you want to spend your money on other things? And Jay and I always tell people, man, the hardest, best decision we ever made was to have a big family. And so I'm, I, I kind of want to speak directly to the women and their husbands who are listening to this. I know that a lot of a lot of dads listen to this too. And I kind of wish uh, Jay and uh, Daryl were on this because it's so it's neat to hear the guys' perspective. It is. But I I hear from women all the time who are like, "How did you come to this uh, decision?" So I thought, well, I'll kind of share kind of how we did it, and then. Um, and then you can share kind of what, where you guys ended up. Because we have really different – we had, and I think still do to a certain degree, different different perspectives. Like I am not an anti-birth control right. girl. And so Jay and I made very deliberate decisions. Well, actually, the first one, the first time we got pregnant, we were like, whoa, it really does work that way. <laughs> <laughs> We were both in college, you know, and uh, and there there that was the first derailment of what our plans were. Right, was that first realization the first that of many derailments, the first of many derailments, the first time I realized that we make our plans, but the Lord really that's does right. direct our steps. He does. And and uh, Sierra was very much uh, planned. I literally begged for Skyler. People are mm-hmm. always like, "So how did you wind up with seven kids?" Well, that's how I I literally begged. I was like telling my husband, I can remember just telling him, "It's going to be so boring." Can you imagine? <laughs> there were seven kids in my family. Right, my family was. An unhappy family by in many respects, but I loved having all those siblings, and right. I just thought, you know, there's always activity in the house, and I never gave a moment's thought to how it was affecting my mother, <laughs> <laughs> but I really liked having the siblings, and so i I was just telling Jay, you know think of how. Think of how boring our life will be. Two kids. I mean, oh, my goodness. Well, he had two kids in his family. Right. And he didn't think it was boring. So he was just like, work, work I don't see a problem here. Right, yeah. So he had a thing for even numbers. And so he was like, well, if we have three, then we'll need to have oh. four, which he didn't need to really talk me into that. So Because in my mind, I was like, four dings. So we had two girls. And then we had two boys. Right. And I was like, we have reached... The number of perfection. This is right about the time that I met you. Yeah.
1: As I recall. Yes, I was there when your fourth was born. Yes,
0: that's right. And that, whoa, I'll tell you what. And I I think to myself, I look back on that now because I remember watching you with the five and just thinking, how is this woman even, <laughs> you know, how are you even sane? How do you get the noises out of your head <laughs> at night? You know? And then I realized you you don't. They sort of stay with you forever. Right. <laughs> right. But really, so the first four were planned. And then right about the time I started feeling prideful. About my life and my parenting, and thinking I was, you know, a rock star at it, I got an unexpected surprise. <laughs> and I just remembered thinking, now we're a big family. Now we're going to have to get a bigger car. We can't sit in a booth at Red Robin anymore. <laughs> a lot of things change. A lot of things change. <laughs> but the sixth and the seventh uh, babies, uh, which I had my seventh and my 40s,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we prayed for those babies mm-hmm. and asked the Lord to give us. I, I think by that time in our lives, we had realized. The blessing that it was, and not even thinking of you know m- building a legacy or anything like that, but just realizing the joy. Like the best thing about our lives when we would talk was our was our children. Right. Also the worst thing, <laughs> the hardest also thing. The yeah, it's it not is the hard. worst thing. Nobody sent she me emails. I'm just teasing. Worst. Come she on, means hard. Come on. <laughs> but you know, I mean it. it it really is a lot of work, and there are so many seasons that moms go through where you just think, yeah. I am not going to live through this. Because when your kids uh-huh. are little, it's very physically demanding, and then they right. get older, and it's very emotionally demanding, and motherhood is just demanding. Mm-hmm. So we just need to get over it and realize this is going to be hard, but it's going to be right worth it. And you really had – you were one of those people, you and Daryl, with his you know, Monty Python <laughs> impersonation songs <laughs> – just really I, uh, instrumental, I guess, mm-hmm. in helping me, C and J beyond, you know, having the four present. children, yeah. what, what it would look like as we got older. Because it's hard to think past that. It is.
1: Yeah, it's I. I can't imagine life uh, if we'd only had two or three kids. I, I would have been done mm-hmm. parenting years ago because mm-hmm. our young, our our third born was in college at oh, sixteen no. and, and it's gone. Not most a of bad the time, thing. I mean,
0: I know that there's lots of women listening to this right. who are
1: going, "Dude, are you
0: kidding me?" I had three, and I was like, "Stick a fork in me, right, I'm done." Or, or there's women listening who wanted to have more, and right. God didn't give them more. So every family is different. I think the point we're trying to make is to appreciate, yes.
1: and to be thankful for. He has and a good see plan regardless of the size of your family yep. you know he's yep. going to use you in other ways for other things maybe there's there's kids out there that need nurturing yeah and you've got that still left to give because mm-hmm. you know you, you maybe couldn't or didn't mm-hmm. decide to have mm-hmm. more kids or whatever mm-hmm. so yeah i i just i wouldn't trade it for anything but mm-hmm. i i can say that it has brought me to my knees more than i ever would have imagined right and still does, and still does. Well, I'm always telling moms, listen, if it's not,
0: if motherhood's not driving you to your knees, you're doing it wrong. Okay, well then I must be doing it right. <laughs> you know, really, I, I think it was you uh, that I was talking to, maybe with my husband the other day about just teasing my mom and telling my mom. You know, I said I actually think this motherhood thing might kill me. Yeah. Like my my gravestone's <laughs> going to say Heidi St. John died from motherhood. <laughs>
1: No, death by motherhood. I know death by mother
0: hashtag (laughs) death by motherhood. But I really, I really see now as I've gotten older, and as the grandchildren are starting to Mm -hmm. come into our family, um, like my best friends are. My daughters.
1: When you go you know, and talk with them, do you, yeah. there's so much you don't have to say, yeah, because there's just already that understanding mm-hmm. and that relationship, years of, mm-hmm. of relationship, and they get us.
0: And those and relationships that you really, many times, you water with your tears and That's you right. labor over your children in prayer. You know, there's this. I think the culture has this mis, this, this mistaken perception that somehow we should be able to have children. And it's not going to be hard. And it's right. not going to be, it's supposed to be this flowery, wonderful. And really, it's, it's, it's hard. It's gruel It can be grueling. It can be at grueling. Times.
1: And you do actually get both extremes. You get yes. people who constantly talk about how hard it is. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It is hard, but it's mm-hmm. one of the best things you'll oh, ever do. Yeah. And you, we were talking about arrows earlier. And I'm yeah. watching as our kids are leaving and I'm watching their character and who they are and their relationship with God and everything about them that is now um, a ripple effect. Mm-hmm out into in, whoever they're working with, yes. whoever they're married to, whoever they're friends with, wherever they're going to church. And that's where that whole launching of the arrows mm-hmm. really comes into play. You realize you can't be all these places mm-hmm. and and be used by the Lord in all these places, but He does it through our kids. He does. Absolutely. And it's so exciting and mm-hmm. and amazing to watch. Yeah. It
0: is, and it's. I think it's it's the steadying yourself as you launch your kids mm-hmm. because it's emotional. It is. And it's a it's years worth of praying and it just is. saying, "Hey okay, Lord, you know now we're going to yeah. let them." I'm always telling moms, "Look, this Bible doesn't say that there are boomerangs; they're not supposed to come back. <laughs> right? Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. <laughs> but the idea is that we're launching arrows. Why? Because we want our kids to go out even farther than we did and have an even greater impact for the kingdom of God." Than we have had in our lives, and that is where the legacy piece of it comes in, and that's where really praying, laboring uh, in prayer uh, for your children. I mean, labor is the beginning, right? Because for the rest of your life, you're really laboring over your kids in prayer,
1: and it doesn't stop when they leave home. Mm -mm. In fact, it actually accelerates. I'm finding myself in prayer more and more because you realize how little control you have. I know exactly. (laughs) I just sent a son to Arkansas. The control (laughs) freak out in you when you're just like, I have no control, no control,
0: no control. (laughs) And you and it drives you back to your knees. Yeah. I said to someone the other day, uh, that our youngest sailor, she was the one who was born in my forties. She just turned six. And I I've always said about her that um I think the Lord knew exactly what kind of a personality to give us because he knew how busy Jay and I would be in this season right. of our life. And she's just this super easygoing, you know, she's a very she's she's very sensitive and very tender, but she kind of smooths out our rough edges. And I think a large part of why um, I always I always tell people I never talk people out of having babies. Like I just don't. I always say you won't regret it if the Lord's put that on your That's heart. That's right. If the Lord's put that in your heart and your desire is to have another baby mm-hmm. I just think, man, go for it because I think the desire really does come from the Lord.
1: It does, and you know, I think sometimes we're inspired by other people we see. Oh, wouldn't that be great to have all these kids? Really, it's, it's a bad it's, reason. It's a bad reason. I'm saying, <laughs> we're, we're, Don't and do that's, that. that's kind of the message here: is yeah. it is hard and it's worth it, but pray about it. Pray Ask about it. God what He has for mm-hmm. your family because. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my husband and I, if we weren't in agreement on it, yes. and, and that's where uh, his heart changed. I, I prayed. I think we would had three kids at the time, and he was talking about getting a vasectomy, mm-hmm. and I just prayed and prayed and prayed. And he sought the word, and he prayed about it. And he walked away just saying, I can't see anything in God's word other than that children are a blessing. Mm-hmm. And so we, for us, uh, the decision was made to just let God decide the size of our family. Mm-hmm. That's not the, that's not for everybody. Yeah. I mean, as far as, um, you know, just... Just taking them as they come. Mm-hmm. Um, pray about it. Ask mm-hmm. God what He has for your family, yep. and yep. and He'll answer.
0: He will answer. And I think that is that really is the message because mm-hmm. you and I came kind of to through a different way, but to a same conclusion, same conclusion, right? Different his, journey, yeah, different journey, same conclusion. And I think it's recognizing that God's word is true. That's and right. When He says children, the world says children are a burden, right? But God says they're a blessing, and I say we take god at his word that's right Uh, because the world's gonna let you down right and
1: and god never will and you know the interesting thing i I think about that children are a blessing and 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 i used to think to myself okay it's happy 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 but really the blessing is in that it is hard and it Mm -hmm. does drive us to our knees and it draws us closer to the lord absolutely
0: and so to look you know anytime you come to make a a big decision like that it's going before the lord in prayer praying with together with your spouse And saying, Lord, what do you have for our family? Many of the people listening to this today are considering foster foster parenting and oh. considering adoption. The need is so great. I know right here where uh, where I live in uh, in Clark County, the foster care system is literally being overrun.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, our daughter Savannah just did respite care for a baby uh, the other night from a foster mom in her church. She's a beautiful woman, Gwen. She, they've been caring for foster children for a long time. And she takes in drug-addicted babies and stays up all night with them and wow. just, um, and Savannah decided to give Gwen a night off. Right. So Gwen gave the, her little foster baby to Savannah. And so, of course, Savannah came to my house. <laughs> so right. she had this little foster, beautiful little guy, little uh, two-month-old uh, baby, and then her own uh, one-year-old and then uh, her three-year-old. And I just, Savannah said, you know, mom, my heart has just been burdened mm-hmm. to pray about helping, you know, God's heart is that's for right. the fatherless. That's right. His heart is for the orphan and the widow. And if that's what God's putting on your heart, listen. That's right. Because it,
1: it is from the Lord. He's not going to be contrary to his word. That's right. Well, you just mentioned that verse, and I just uh, have it in front of me here. It's it's James one twenty seven that says, mm-hmm. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. Mm. And I think um, in some ways, the, the the way that the world views children is a corruption. It is. And, and we as Christians are called to have the heart of Jesus towards children, and his heart was tender towards children. He received them. Even when the disciples were shushing them away, he was saying, let them come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. So God places great value on children, and we should too. Yeah, I agree.
0: Jeremiah 22, verse 16 says, He defended the cause of the poor and needy, and so all went well. Is that not what it means to know me, declares the Lord? Is that not what it means to know me? And what uh, what the prophet is really saying is if we, we want to be... Uh, like the Father, we need to say, Father, what what is it that you say is good, and what is That's it that right. you say is bad, and That's we right. want to we want to reflect. Uh, Pastor Jeremy was saying the other day at church that um, we should be the moon. Uh, when it comes to our relationship with Jesus, because we should be reflecting the sun. That's right. We should be a reflection of the love and grace and mercy of God. And it should be found in our relationships with our our spouses. It should be found in how we view children. Mm -hmm. It should be found in how we take care of people around us. We should be a reflection.
1: We should be, I loved it, we should be the moon. That's right. And reflect the sun. That's right. And I I would encourage um, you women to get into the word Mm -hmm. with your husbands and and find out what God has to say about children.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, It'll it's cha- life changing it's, it's life changing whether whether it means adopting whether it means That's right. fostering i think god's heart is for children That's and right. his heart is for families and a family was god's idea so i uh, get into the word and we're gonna link back to some articles today. I think I wanna just make one more point really clear. This is not an issue of legalism. This is an issue of listening, listening, really listening to the Lord and coming before the Lord and saying, Lord, what do you have for our family so that I can have your perspective instead of mine? Because God's perspective is always the right perspective. We'll see you back here next time at The Busy Mom Podcast. For more encouragement, visit me online at the Mom.